When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Circle Season 3 U.S. Netflix Season 3, or whatever you want to call it, uh, finale podcast here at Rob is a Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Armstrong, and I'm here with a, uh, a fantastic uh, circle of, uh, of co-hosts to talk through <laughs> the finale of this season. It's a good season of The Circle here uh, with me today. Chantal, how are you doing, Chantal? I'm doing really well. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the circle. I haven't talked to any of you guys about this season yet, so I'm happy to switch gears from Big Brother and Survivor and go into the circle and kind of break down what happened with this episode. So I'm happy to be here and losing another headphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, is Puya? How are you doing, Puya? Phenomenal. I'm very happy with this season of The Circle. I feel like a lot of what I was missing in the second season, we got in the third season. Um, we'll get into who won. I was very happy with the result. Um, I'm, I'm sure we have lots to say here. It was one episode, one finale, but I have quite a few ideas. So we'll see. Yes. And also with us is Mary. How you doing, Mary? I'm doing great. I love watching The Circle because it's it's one of the only reality shows where I get to be just like kind of a relaxed, casual, watch the show, enjoy it for what it is. I don't feel like I need to put that much thought into analyzing everything. That can be Taryn's job on, on this. <laughs> I tried because I know in the past Taryn's like tried to calculate, you know, who potentially voted for who and stuff. And this time I was like, you know what? I'll just let Taryn tell me because <laughs> I, I tried for about two seconds and I gave up. <laughs> so I did not do that. Um, but it, it, it's fun. It's a really, it's a really fun show. And so I'm really excited to talk about it. I agree with Puya. I think there was a lot that I was happy to see in this season compared to previous seasons. Whether or not I liked this one more or less, I haven't decided yet, but it's, uh, it's definitely, it's been different than, than season two. So that was nice to see. Yes. Uh, yeah. Last season, uh, they, I don't know if they ever released the final ratings for last season. Um, but I did try to calculate out based on what, <laughs> what the results were. Uh, this season, luckily, uh, Mike Bloom, who was on our uh, previous recap podcast last week, uh, did interviews and, uh, we, so we do have the official final ratings, uh, to help us out with that one. But, uh, but yeah, it is, it's, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun, fun show, fun season of the show. I feel like it was a very successful season overall. Um, I don't, I still don't know if I love the wait a week until the finale, air the finale as one episode thing. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it certainly, I'm sure, helps with the this whole spoiler situation. You're not trying to binge like four or five episodes at once in order to not be spoiled. That is very nice. Um, but, uh, but beyond that, just like waiting a week and then having one episode be the finale, it, it does kind of like the, the, mo- the momentum has been killed a little bit, Chantal, I feel. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it didn't help me not get spoiled, but, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I still got spoiled on Wednesday. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't watched it yet. I was about to. Um, so I don't know if it really works with it, you know, with it just, you have to watch it right away to not get spoiled. But I kind of liked, if I'm not mistaken, how the UK does it, where it's like they have the show every day and then it's like the next day. I feel like it's still mm. like in flow. And I kind of like how they kind of let, let release these episodes in that, in that way, as opposed to like chunking them and then having that week wait. So I'd rather them just go every day for a couple of weeks and, you know, have the, the finale at the last day. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I just always have a uh, hashtag the circle muted on Twitter. Like I never <laughs> unmute it. Uh, so like I will tweet about like I just tweeted out that we're going to talk about the circle. I don't even see my own tweet. Um, <laughs> it's just consistently muted because even in the UK when it's every day, it's still like I can't keep up with that uh, as as easily. Um, but certainly with uh, with how Netflix drops them for at once, it's uh, it's definitely yeah. Tough. Like for me, there's a couple shows that I've just accepted. I'm never going to be part of the live tweeting crew with them. Mm-hmm. The challenge is one, the circles the other. They're always muted. I'm okay with that. I watch it on my own accord, and then if I want to discuss it. I know who to contact, to reach out to talk about. But I, I feel like the problem, I got lucky in that I didn't talk about the week three batch of episodes on the podcast. So I didn't watch them till Monday. And then mm. Monday and Tuesday, I watched like a couple of piece. And then by Wednesday, I was, it flowed well for me. But I feel like if you're sitting on it for a week, you might forget what leads you to where you are at the finale, which I do Ooh. feel like I could see a little bit of potentially. Um, but also it doesn't help that the final ratings typically are so different than everything everyone's doing for 12 episodes that it's almost like more difficult to piece together anyway. So it's always a bit of a mess. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we, we all know that my Twitter, when I click on it, um, it just takes me to Boston Rob's homepage. So I (laughs) don't get spoiled on anything. Um, that I saw a fan though, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I learned a lot about cooking and golfing and pickleball. Um, yeah, hurt his hand. I did see that. Um, I saw exactly one tweet about the circle throughout my time watching it because I did watch the entire show this week. So I somehow had not been spoiled on anything except for one tweet from Will from America saying, why do we hate Nick <laughs> and not and not happy about that, about the Nick hate. But other than that, that was the only thing I was like, oh, so there's a person named Nick. OK, I'll have to, to figure out who that's going to be. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't get spoiled, but I was I was a little bit surprised by the outcome. I truthfully, I feel like the last couple seasons I had pretty much pegged who I thought was going to be the winner by the time the finale rolled around and this time I was a little bit more surprised. So we can talk about that. Yeah. I feel like, um, I, I don't think I've watched a season of the circle. Um, apart from the very first UK season, which I, uh, was not like, you know, uh, I watched a little bit after the fact. Um, so I wasn't there for like the live discussion, but every subsequent season of the circle that I have watched when I have, looked at what people were saying about it after the season ended. Um, 
every single time the the discussion is had, they have to change how this ending works. Nobody is ever <laughs> satisfied with no. the ending. I've never seen a single season of The Circle where where people are like, that was that was good. Even when somebody they like wins, they're like, that was still weird and lame. Um, and so I, there is there is something to that. And I, and I think that for me, the thing that really um, stops it from being as good as it can be is that you do need to go to Mike Bloom's parade interviews to see an explanation, to see what the final ratings were and an explanation for them. There we, we spent like a good, what, 10 to 15 minutes at least talking with, um, you know, the players and, and, and are you going to date? Are you going to double date? Uh, <laughs> we could have spent that time after the reveal, in my opinion, talking to the players and being like, well, what did you rate and why? Um, to explain how the person won. I feel like that's such a needed element to the show that we just don't get. Yeah, I feel like I have to kind of take the circle, at least in the way it's built now, differently than other shows where I have to accept like it's not trying to be a strategic show in the same way oh, yeah. that other ones do. And I know that since it came from the UK version, which is classically less strategic than a lot of American reality TV, um, or that's just like not that they're more personality based. And so I think if you watch the circle and just like the experience of figuring out, like watching catfish, see how they can play, do it. Cause you know, my argument's always like, it doesn't matter if someone's a catfish or not. And we actually did get some people saying that this season of, it doesn't matter if they're catfish. It doesn't matter what their picture is. It only matters which relationship I have more with. Um, but I think like inherently part of the reason people are kind of let down in the end is, is either they're like, okay, the people who played the hardest and were most strategic are going to then be rated lower. The people who are maybe influencers more often might even be related, uh, rated lower because strategically you want to, you know, try to get them out of the running. And then there's like the weird element of in the end, most people tend to rate based on their heart, at least a certain percentage, or you're going to have some players who are rating on their heart versus their head. Like, I think this is multiple seasons where the final person who has come in, you know, in the Jackie spot in this one doesn't even have a chance and isn't going to make it to the end because they're like, well, is it better for me if they get to the end strategically? Yes, but I haven't known them that long and I kind of want the end to be the people who have been here for longer. So it's just not... I don't know if it's ever going to be with the way it's built now, like a, a show where you can kind of completely game it out to the end and feel like you have this like really, really satisfying winner. Unless you're just like, I want the satisfying winner to be just a fun character. And that's, you know, what it is a lot of the time. But is it now that is it now that so everybody that goes on the circle can't really want to win they just kind of have to be mediocre they can't be too likable they can't like try to figure out how they can get themselves to the end they just have to stay in the middle not be that great and then get the win in the end hopefully like it's just like for me like i'm just I, i'm crunching the numbers i'm like well they have to put this in to do this if they're gonna win and like that's what i find satisfying and fun for me and so the fact that it's hard for them to be able to try to facilitate their win, I, I feel like, I do feel like the game is kind of broken in a sense that like as a strategy game, um, it doesn't really work very well. Yeah, I, I definitely see that too. Like, I, I feel like, you know, there, there certainly is an argument that we should change how the final ratings work. Um, but I really do think that it's any kind of segment to explain after the fact would help evolve the strategy because 
like players like Nick come on the show, he feels like probably he's dominating the game, right? Like he is, he is really effective in the game. We talked last week about he is perhaps one of the more effective players we've seen on the circle in terms of uh, orchestrating the strategy, getting his alliance to the end. Um, probably doesn't really realize that that is not an effective strategy at winning the show um, and ultimately ends up in last place of the finalists uh, because of that. Right. Um, and so I think that if there was more of an explanation, it's so like, why did that happen um, on the show so that people that watch it and then subsequently play the game have a better understanding of how this final rating works and like uh, that you don't want to be up there um, all the time. We might see the game, the, the game prior to the finals, evolve in a different way where people are like no, no no don't put me first um and maybe they don't want that maybe that would and that maybe that would break the game even further but um but if that were the case i think we should at least see if it breaks the game further if it does then you change the rules uh because i think there is more evolution to the strategy that that is there's room for it still um whether it's good or bad that we can try before they need to change it if they're really reluctant to um, but, uh, but it's, it is interesting, um, especially they've, they've run it so many times, but in, in different formats and different countries. And so most, most people have only seen, you know, two to three seasons tops of, you know, their own version of the show. And so it probably doesn't seem quite as repetitive in that sense, uh, to, to those viewers. Um, but let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about our winner here. Because uh, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, we have crowned the winner of the Circle US Season 3. And it's James. And uh, quite honestly, I feel I, they, probably did, they probably did the job here. Because I don't really care how it happened as much as I do. that I like James and I'm happy that he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since like last week, I was like, "Oh my god, he he lost it for himself and Kay." Because I I thought that he was going to get fourth place and Kay was going to get fifth. Like that's how I thought it was going to end up. Um, the rankings were going to be so. I really thought he'd blew it for both of them. And so when I heard that he won, I was like, "How did we get here?" And it seems to me, from like any sort of numbers that I've looked at, that um, Ashley rated. James higher than Isabel. And I think that that's where the yeah. Isabel or Ashley lost the game by voting James too high is what it looks like. Yes. 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 Ashley, uh, if Ashley had done anything other than rate James number one, Ashley would have won. We can get into those, uh, ratings here. Um, but, uh, but I, I do, I do feel like it was, um, it was nice, especially because there was a lot of heat, I guess, on James which I hadn't known was there when we podcasted last time. And I actually, I, I was kind of coming to his defense last time, at least in terms of the first boot. Um, and then when it came to the uh, the Jackie blocking, I thought that was a mistake, but it turns out, as we're, we'll discuss, uh, keeping Ashley was a good thing after all. Um, but uh, he got so much heat um, for, uh, for those decisions last week. And then to kind of come out uh, vindicated in some way, I think is, uh, is kind of nice. I think it also helps that James was back-to-back influencer, although the second time people didn't know that it was him. But he was in a position of power. And while I think some people might say, why did you take out two people from your alliance? He had played the perfect amount of like 
having conversations with people from the other alliance that ended up being very valuable to where they probably underestimated him. It was sort of like everybody rated him high enough and he didn't really have anybody rating him low. Whereas if, if maybe um, Daniel and Jackie were in the game at this point, I think that's where you see more likely that someone maybe like Kay goes higher because you have more people saying, okay, I want to vote the person who I feel like is, you know, whether it be the the leader of my alliance or the threat of my alliance, I want to vote them high because I would rather them win. And instead it was people on both sides voting for James. So that really helped him. Um, obviously he couldn't have like predicted the Ashley situation, but they had a really good uh, conversation and relationship as well, which is also why James didn't want to, you know, have Ashley leave and ended up making those decisions. So it worked out really well for James, but I don't know if that's necessarily something that's super replicable, even in another season where there are two firm alliances. I think a lot of people are going to look like, look at this. And if, you know, if the internet and the fans were saying, oh, why did you why did you vote out the people from your alliance? I think that that's something that maybe in the future, if you're in that scenario, you would stick stick more firm with your alliance just to not it's, have that blowback. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you look at the final five and three of them are members of the band. Right. So they're they're together. Then you have Kay and James. And for whatever reason. Kay was obviously top influencer like the first couple weeks in early and then gets caught out of maybe you're a catfish and just has been free falling since they've been trying to get Kay out. They can't get Kay out. So when you're in the minority alliance, but you're not the last place in the eyes of the other side, you tend to be in a very good spot simply because the big alliance is now going to be like, okay, we're going to be selfish. And I think this is what Terrence talking about with regards to maybe learning more and having them discuss might evolve the strategy because for 85% of the game, everyone's playing, you know, these are the people I like, I'm rating you based on how I feel about you, blah, blah, blah. That's working well. But then this last rating becomes the most selfish strategic (laughs) thing that just because it's not been discussed, doesn't fit anything else they've been doing. And then someone like a Nick who's controlled most of the season gets last place. Someone like Kay was always destined to be in those bottom slots. And then you have someone like Ashley who will essentially now gift the win to the opposition simply because they did a little too much when they didn't need to. If they voted, if, if Ashley went, I'm going to rate the way I've been feeling. Ashley's the winner this season. So it's absolutely wild because we can sit here for the next three hours and talk about strategy. And honestly, there's no strategy. It's like, you have to be in the middle. You have to be in the minority alliance. You have to not be the main threat from the minority alliance. And then you have to hope that the other side gets a little too big for their boots. So it's weird. It's a weird combination of things that will give you a win here. Yeah, it's it's I mean, you know, uh, prisoners dilemmas are very popular nowadays here in the uh, in the reality sphere. But um, it really is uh, it, when it comes down to something like this, where there are three people in a, in, a, in one alliance and two in, an, in another. It, it becomes a prisoner's dilemma for the majority alliance because if they all stay true to their alliance um, and they put each other one and two, um, then they guarantee that they have a one in three shot at winning the game because the other side only has two people and they will automatically be out. You've gone from five to three. And that is essentially what alliances do, right? Uh, they say, hey, instead of uh, a one in 10 shot, we're going to have a one in four shot. Uh, by having a four-person alliance. 
and they get down to four and then they duke it out from there. Um, but this really accelerates that betrayal process where they now have three and five. Um, and, but it's their final chance at influencing the final outcome. So they can stay true to their alliance and go one and two for, uh, for their alliance members. Or if they are the one person to not do that from the three, then they can probably take the whole win. If the other two members of the alliance vote for the two, the, the alliance in, in the top spot, then they can be, if they're clever enough, they can be the ones to, uh, flip flop it a little bit mix up the ratings a little bit and now all of a sudden you are the winner but if more than one person does that then the people in the minority who have very little um incentive to go against each other uh are almost automatically going to win um because uh because two of the majority you know chose chose the selfish option in the prisoner's dilemma um and so uh, that is really, I mean, that's a really interesting, to me at least, uh, dilemma for the players. And I, 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 again, I'm going to say, I wish that we explored it a little more about like, and I, I wish it was a little more public knowledge about like, okay, if you are in the majority, let's explain this dilemma and let's explain their thought process as they're trying to figure it out. Like, what do I think? Ah, what do I think that, uh, you know, big Nick energy is going to do here? What, what's daddy Nick going to do? Is he going to, is he going to stay true to us or is he going to try and take the win for himself? Uh, is he fine with a one in three chance unless we betray or, you know, like that, like, ah, I don't know if the, if everyone else is going to stay true. So I might as well go against it. But then if I go against it and everybody else does, then I'm definitely losing. It's, uh, it's, that is, that is really interesting to me. And I feel like that I think helps sell the outcome, the final outcome a lot more. To be like, okay, why did James win? It's because Ashley went went wild and put him in first place. It's because Isabella decided to betray the band and put James in second place, thinking they were thinking she was being clever, right? Um, and Ashley put Nick in third, so didn't even give exactly. him one of the top two spots. So, yeah, yeah, and it's it's something where I, I feel like in in this show unlike all the other shows where there's some element of discussing with uh, amongst you know the jury or the final people how they're going to to vote or whatever since you're left by yourself i can totally see why some people would say and we saw james do it okay i've crunched the numbers here's all my predictions but i'm so lost and it's too hard to think you know 10 steps ahead of what each player might vote that i'm just going to never mind i'm just going to vote with my heart because at some point you're kind of more determining um if you if you don't want to be super strategic about it you're more determining who do you not want to win rather than who do you want to win and so when it comes down to the point where you're like you know what i just really don't want Nick to win or whatever. That's that's where I'm going to send my votes instead of trying to be strategic where it might give me a higher chance, but also, you know, on the flip side, potentially give me a lower chance and allow Nick to win or something like that. So I think yeah. they have to worry about like the number one, because like if it's a tie, it's whoever gets the most number one um, rankings is going to be taking that win. And so I would really be thinking about whoever I give the number one, be expecting that they could win the game. Um, and so if she didn't like it, it surprises me that she didn't expect that James could win the game with her with her ranking him number one, because it just makes it that much more likely that he's going to snag out the win. 
Yeah. So, uh, so in terms of like talking through the strategy of this, cause this is really, <laughs> and we'll get into the funny parts as well. Uh, but, um, there was a, a similar situation that happened in, um, and so I'm, I'm going to say spoilers for, uh, season two of the UK version of the circle. Um, uh, in that season, there was an alliance that made it to the end. There were three people in the alliance that made it to the final five, and two people outside of the alliance in the final five. And that alliance stayed true to one another. They each put one, two for the other people in the alliance. And randomly, one of them ended up winning. The leader of the alliance, the figurehead, ended up being uh, not winning, right? Uh, because that was, you know, not the good place to be. Um, and then the, the two uh, lesser, you know, you know, prominent figures of the alliance were one and two. Um, and, uh, and that's because they stayed true to each other. And uh, basically, um, you know, that, that situation is what it's most likely going to be when you are in that spot, right? Uh, especially when Nick is the most prominent person when we were calculating out the the potential results of this uh, finale last week, we were looking at Ashley as the probable winner. And then when I saw them doing their ratings, I was like, Ashley is almost definitely the winner. <laughs> I mean, it was everything was lined up for Ashley to be the winner. And if Ashley had, you know, been been loyal to the band, uh, then it would have been uh, Ashley as the winner. Um, and, uh, and so that is another factor in sort of like this end game strategy. If you are part of a three person alliance here, um, if you are not the figurehead of that alliance, then it's probably not a one in three chance. It's probably a one in two chance. But if the figurehead of the alliance knows this, then they might be the one to backstab in order to have a better chance themselves. Um, so it is, again, there's just so many levels of, uh, like back and forth that you can go when it comes to strategic thinking and, and rating. And, and I think it's, it's really, really interesting when it comes down to two teams in the end, more so than just kind of like a free for all of, you know, random. I think this person's popular and this person's not. So I'm going to go do this and this and that and that. But, um, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting stuff, uh, for me at least. <laughs> so let's uh, oh, go ahead. I, I like that during the season, they'll have different ratings where it's like, okay, for this rating, it's just the top person that's going to be the influencer. Or we've gone completely based off ratings, the last person's out. I like when they do stuff like that because it'll make people have to maybe change up what they're doing. I wanted to introduce this idea. What if they don't tell them it's the final rating? What if they submit the rating and then they're like, okay, thank you. By the way, now it's your final rating. It's weird to think of it that way because I do think if they did that, then the band is going to reward their guy, Nick, with the win, potentially. Like, one of them would win. Whereas, because they decided to take fate into their own hands, they actually accidentally handed it over to the alliance that was more loyal to themselves by giving each other first and second. So, I'm, I'm just thinking of, if they mess with the format maybe once or twice, it'll loosen some stuff up here and make this ending a little bit more, I don't want to say sensible, but, like, calculated in a way that you can calculate because you really can't right now. Yeah. I mean, again, I think, I think the primary thing is just explained. It needs to be more explained. Uh, I mm. feel like the, the primary thing I hear about uh, from people is it just, why, why did that happen? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so <clears throat> I, that is certainly, you know, a, a better, uh, you know, it's, it will be a better explained ending. I think, um, it, I think it's going to be hard to trick people 
more than once. Uh, <laughs> right. Like once you get like once you get down to five, it's like oh, it's not the final. One more rating, and then uh, and then you'll have the final rating. Nope, we tricked you. It was still a final five. The next time they're not going to uh-huh. be cool. So then you have to go like, okay, final six, heading into final five. Um, it's not a final six though. We're just, we're cutting off the bottom rated person and then we're heading into the final five with these ratings or, you know, it's like, uh, and then in there, I think there could be something with that where now you're worried toward the end. Like, do I rate for my own safety? Do I rate the person who I know is going to keep me in the game or do I need to worry about this being the final rating and, uh, and think ahead? But that leaves me vulnerable to potential blocking. And I feel like ultimately, you kind of just end up with the same. Yeah, same I mean, it's kind of like the that's kind of like the whole oh, b- player in third place on Survivor typically you know deserve to win, so let's extend it to a three person finale. Okay, let's extend it to it's right. kind of the same thing. Five four five making, and and like Chantel was saying earlier, like it's already a game that in the end kind of rewards like middle gameplay, if that makes sense. Like we've seen sometimes the the strong you know quote-unquote like big threat leader kind of person can do well and can come in first or second or whatever but it's funny how like the two people who were outwardly seen as like playing the hardest the leaders of their alliance came in fifth and fourth and that's kind of to be expected so maybe you would find that they would win if they like didn't know that it was the final rating but more likely it's just more people are going to be saying throughout the game okay i i don't want to be you know rating the the big threats high because maybe this time it could be the winner so i don't know i still feel like that's kind of how you get like the there is just sort of a fight over like not wanting to be last but not wanting to be first at any given time um yeah which is why i do like the surprise like last place person gets voted out or or whatever kind of thing families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I wonder if it would almost be better to have more uh, anonymous influencers. I mean, I know that you can kind of 
deduce who maybe it was based on who went home. But I wonder if you'd see some people making some different moves and, you know, voting out members of their alliance or something like that if they knew it was going to be anonymous. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great idea. I think that, um, I think that if all influencers were anonymous, I think that solves the problem of being too prominent if you're popular and basically cutting your chances of winning the game, uh, entirely. Um, it also allows for people to make bigger, bolder moves with their, uh, with their influencer status. Um, that they're going to be more willing to like, uh, really like chop away at people that, otherwise would be protected socially. Um, and so uh, I, I think that's, that's a really interesting idea. And like, uh, like maybe you don't show the ratings, um, you yeah. know, like, or maybe you show what your place was, but not what anybody yeah. else's was. So you kind of know where you stand, but you don't know where anyone else does. Yeah. Something like that could work. Um, and, you know, popularity would be more a function of, um, you know, the the social environment of the game who seems popular um and uh oh this person seems really popular why did you block that person it wasn't me um, <laughs> you know like i feel like that adds a lot to the game during the game and i do think it it adds uh it, it adds more incentive to playing hard uh and and being popular early where uh where that wouldn't completely come to bite you in the end um in such a dramatic way and i think that's why james as a you know two time in a row influencer was able to win this game is because that second one was anonymous and people didn't see the thing that we saw which is that he's clearly very popular in fact he was i would assume in first place uh in that final um rating uh so um i i like that idea a lot uh and i think uh, i think that's something that we that uh, that they could definitely incorporate it cuz especially because it adds more to this whole catfishing burner account like yeah. anonymous detective stuff i like, love yeah, it i love yeah it got me really excited thinking about it i'm like oh my god everybody would just be forced to strategize they'd be forced to be thinking about who who could it be what did have they done to lead them to be the influencer and whether they're right or they're wrong we get to see like which path that they're going along and like what how they're focusing their votes and stuff like that so i think it would be amazingly fun so hopefully they'll hear this podcast and they'll take this idea upon. <laughs> so let's let's run through these final ratings um, because they are interesting. Um, James had K in first place. Uh, not surprising. We predicted that um, James put Ashley in second place, which was um, along the lines of what I think we were thinking. Um, James then put Isabella in third place and Nick in last place. Uh, not. Super surprising here, um, I think, here from James. Um, Ashley, he just had a stronger connection with. Uh, and then Nick was more of a strategic rating um, to, to put below Isabella because he knew Nick was his fellow anonymous influencer um, and, uh, and a three-time influencer in a row. Uh, so he wanted to make sure that Nick moved down. Um, Ashley is the, is the key here. We'll skip over Ashley for a second. Um, Isabella puts Ashley first which uh, it was huge for Ashley. And, and again, something that we anticipated, thinking Isabella will probably stay loyal to the band, but probably put Ashley ab above Nick, thinking that Nick is going to be too popular. Um, because that was such an obvious move, it became the not good move. Um, <laughs> Nick got buried in the ratings and definitely did not need to be moved down at all. Uh, and then James in second, which obviously was uh, the key to, uh, again, a, a major key to James winning this, 
um, James in second, Nick in third. Um, so Isabella was so scared that Nick might take the win here based on the previous performance that she decided to put Nick in third. I thought that she would put Nick in second out of the guilt of like, I'm playing him. I don't want to like really cost him the win here, but not the case. Um, and then K in fourth here for Isabella. Um, then we had K put James in first, not surprising. Uh, Ashley in second. Um, I thought maybe Kay would put James uh, or put Nick uh, second, thinking Kay is going to rate based on like how she feels. But she ends up putting Nick in last, Ashley in second, Isabella in third. Um, so Nick really got tanked there. Um, and then Nick put Isabella first, followed by Ashley. He's the only one to stay true <laughs> to the band. Um, and then James and then Kay last. Um, so another one, another very important connection that James made for Nick put him third uh, instead of fourth. And I say all of those are important because the final scores end up with James and Ashley tied. Um, so uh, every single one of those placements where he was just one above where he might have otherwise been very key. Uh, and now Ashley is the reason that James wins because Ashley puts James in first place, Isabella in second place, Nick in third place, and Kay last. So all of the band vastly overestimated Kay and Nick in terms of uh, where they would place and overcorrected for their ratings, underestimated James's placement and overcorrected in that direction. Um, and then uh, was not loyal enough to their own squad and it cost the band <laughs> the win. Ashley says in uh, an explanation that uh, when, when they're the final two and Ashley says, uh, Matthew says, Hey, if it's not me, I wanted it to be you. That that was the truth, and that's why he put James uh, in first place. He genuinely wanted it to be him, and he doesn't regret the decision because uh, he's happy that James had it. That connection, much more important than I think we were led to believe uh, in the episodes, because we really only saw that one conversation. I mean, maybe it only was that one conversation, but uh, very, very key because James and Ashley tie. And so, how this works is that uh, this happened recently again. In a, in a UK season, um, they break the tie by how many first place placements they got in the final ratings. Um, so Ashley only had one from Isabella and James had two from Kay and Ashley. And so, uh, so James ends up, uh, winning it there. Uh, Ashley in second place, Isabella close behind in third place. Um, and then Kay and Nick completely <laughs> tanked nowhere near the podium. Um, so, uh, so some interesting stuff there in the, uh, in the final ratings. Um, go ahead. Yeah. It's oh. really unfortunate that, um, it, that, that turned out that way for Kay, especially. And I think that she really, really suffered from having two Alliance members out back to back because that would have changed the ratings a lot. If it was a uh, fewer members of the band in the end there. Um, but, I I wish that we had, you know, you mentioned like not not hearing as much about Ashley except for that conversation with James. In general, more from Ashley would have been nice. And the end in a lot of the like reunion talk was about how people felt like Ashley changed the most and she was shy in the beginning. Nick in the last like two or three episodes is like, yeah, Ashley's been my number one since the beginning. I don't even know if we ever really saw that. Like we just feel like we got almost nothing from Ashley the entire season, which was really sad. 
I I don't know if I I felt that I felt like we we got uh, a lot from Ash. I mean, maybe not as much from Ashley the character, but we got. That's a lot what from I mean. Matthew. I mean, yeah. uh, we got we got a lot from Matthew, but I mean more like the specific interactions between. It seemed like Ashley was always the player that I had like the least understanding of, especially when you had Isabella and James come in, who I felt like their their characters in the game got a lot more like screen not screen time but um conversation time it seemed like we saw mm-hmm. more conversations i felt like we the, the ashley conversation just must not have been super you know they weren't about flirting as much or something so we just didn't see that as often <laughs> they were just super effective not so super entertaining potentially yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like they did show us a lot, you know, obviously with the they they like what they like. They like the catfishes. They like when a relationship is forming through a catfish. They gave us all of that. But then they didn't really give us anything with. Well, they did give us some with Ashley, but I feel like Ashley definitely, you know, the the conversations with James, they did highlight quite a few times, which now in retrospect, you do see that that connection meant a lot for this victory here at the end. I, from the, and I haven't gone to talk about James at all. From the minute James came into the circle, he was my favorite person. So for me, I'm very satisfied with this win, even though I can still look at it and be like, but you cut two people from your alliance in the last two. You didn't have, you didn't back your team. And you, how did you win? Don't make sense. I'll live with it. I'll be okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy yeah. that he was the winner. I just was expecting and and hearing about it before I saw the episode, I was like, how can this happen? Like, this isn't, it's not possible for this to happen. And so when, you know, they started revealing like the bottom place, I'm like, Nick, and I'm like, well, if Nick is in the bottom place, like Ashley had to have won. Like, how is this possible? Um, but I am happy that, that James did. I didn't really, I did really like him as a character. I enjoyed his gameplay. I thought those were two big blunders. And so I thought that he, I didn't think he was going to be rewarded for making those I thought were mistakes, but um, he, he did. And I'm happy that he was the winner, but it was really not by his own doing at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, this is probably the most surprised I've been at a winner uh, in any circle season that I've watched um, because I was very convinced it was Ashley, like the whole time, <laughs> like, I was like, okay, Nick's probably first. Then James or Kay. Okay, it's Kay. Uh, okay, now it's James. Isabella. Okay. <laughs> now, I mean, it has to be Ashley. No, no, it was very close. Like, uh, like, how is it close? What, did, what happened here? Um, and then James won. I was really surprised. Um, I, because re- I was so convinced it was Ashley, especially, you know, like the whole episode felt um, like the whole end of the episode felt like it was like Ashley's episode. I mean, it was all about like Ash, how well Ashley catfished and all of that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm in a little, little bit of an echo here. I don't know. Yeah, I just started hearing that. Whoever's not hearing it, probably. Good. I'm, it's probably me then. Oh, no, I hear an echo. No, I don't. I'm also hearing an echo for what? Oh, no. <laughs> Who's not hearing the echo? Game of echo clue. <laughs> Um, um, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if Mary was uh, muted long enough for us. To I, I muted for half a second there. Did that, um, I don't know if that helped. I can't, yeah, tell. I don't know. I can't tell. I, yeah, it's, it's not long enough. Um, but, uh, <laughs> sorry guys, this is, there's a, a, a ghost in the, in the, in the system. What is it? Vince, get out of here, Vince. <laughs> we don't yeah. need this today. Who's okay. the burner account? 
Um, I don't know. So but, uh, I'm just going to start muting people until we, oh, whoops, that's not what I meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, so, uh, so James is the winner here. Oh, okay. I think it was Chantel. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, yep. Yep. It was, yeah, definitely Chantel. We figured it out, guys. It's okay. We, we managed to, to, to do it. Um, okay. So, uh, let's, let's talk through some of the episode here. Um, because, uh, we come back from Jackie being blocked and, uh, and James is, uh, is like, I tried. Um, and, uh, and they're all kind of like, uh, they're all thinking, I think they have to all have assumed that, uh, that Nick was at least one of the influencers, right? Um, so. Uh, with with that being the case, I think that definitely leads to what happens there. But um, we uh, we get the final ratings, all of the you know final circle chat. It's all fine. Uh, what did we think of the the dinner? Uh, the dinner that's not actually a dinner. Um, that there's no food that actually gets served. <laughs> Uh, My well, first thought is, is, is it really that nice? Because I'm like, wow, it's amazing yeah. in here. And I'm like, really? Like, is it not re- register well on TV? Because it doesn't look that fabulous at all. It looks bad, poorly lit. It doesn't look <laughs> like there's enough lighting in there. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. that's why it looks so good is because they can barely see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, maybe I know we're all going to say the same thing. They need to stop telling us who's coming ahead of time. Yes. I'll just say that and I won't expand on it because I feel like we're all on the same page there. Yes. yes had a lot of talk about that in the past. Um, I was a, just doing some research looking back at the past seasons, at least the US versions. This is the first season where the final five does not solely consist of people who were there from the start. Well, it depends if you count Lisa. Um, but she was with Jack at that point as... Mm-hmm whatever fake per- John I don't remember um oh, from yeah. last season so Lisa came a little later but other than that we had two people in this final who were newer additions um <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm the only one about the whole like final dinner thing I I like it because part of my enjoyment in this show is watching all the apartments and be like oh I would want that apartment and look how it's decorated and that's fun and so anytime they get to like just go to a new room and talk like I'd be there being like oh look how classy and look how fancy this is so I like that part but (laughs) I like food why is there no food I feel like all this cutlery and nice looking plates but no food to show for it it makes me sad Cause like we're sitting at a dinner table, but we're not eating. I don't know. I just need. Do you food. think they get food? Do we know about this? Or do you think they immediately actually just like leave and go to the penthouse? <laughs> I, I don't. I, they probably like uh, get, throw them some pizza or something. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, sit in the green room. Here's a here's a couple slices. Here's a cold cheese pizza for you. Just deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. That's all you're getting. <laughs> and I also would like them to interact a little bit more. Like this, like that's the most interesting part is people saying like, oh, he was Vince and like having like the reaction of that. Like, I wish that that was a longer segment. I don't really need to see them with like cucumbers on their eyes and like in a row. Like, I don't need to see that part that much for that long. Like, I'd ra- much rather see them interacting once they are revealing who they really are and see that that segment for a lot longer. You know, it's I- it's interesting like we were we're very used to hearing all of their inner thoughts throughout their entire like 
circle, uh, you know, stay. Um, and then we, they get to the meeting and we never hear them talk to us again. And so it's like, what did he, like, what does Nick think about Isabella? Like, uh, like what does Isabella think about? Like, I'm, I'm missing like the confessionals, uh, almost like I, I almost wish that we, we could get maybe some of those in like, uh, like record them afterward and like, just get a sense of like, uh, what was like, I know that we, we hear from them after, but we're here from the after, like in a big group setting where it's all celebratory. Like, how did you feel when you saw Isabella? Like, Oh, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Especially because I at least felt this way. So obviously Nick is the first one that enters the scene. Isabella's the next person to enter. Nick, this whole time leading up was like, yeah, I'm going to get that date. Ooh, circle. You put me next to Isabella. You know what I want. And then Isabella, Sophie comes in and he's like, Ah, how fun it's been with us too. We've been joking around a lot, haven't we? Like fully pretending that he's not been into her. And I'm like, stop the cap, Nick. I know what you've been wanting. You're not getting it, but give me the confessional. I do think a confessional would be great, but he was livid at not seeing Isabella there. It was really awkward. Like <clears throat> I, I feel like um, we've seen people get upset. We've seen, uh, people like, uh, I mean, you know, again, in the, in the UK version recently, like, uh, like really like, oh crap. Um, but, but for me, at least my read on Nick was just like, oh, this is weird. This is awkward. I don't know what to do. What do I, what do I say? <laughs> Especially like, cause also like, I felt like, uh, Isabella, aka Sophia was also very awkward. Like Isabella came in with like blasting energy. I'm, I'm I'm Isabella's sister. Um, and he was like, Oh, hey, I'm, I'm Nick, Nick, Nick energy. And it's like, uh, I feel like, you know, like Nick's whole thing is that he's like kind of like a nerdy bro. Um, and I feel like we mostly saw the bro-y side of Nick when he was by himself. And then when he was interacting with other people, it felt a little more like we saw his nerdy side of yeah. like just a little bit of like, what do I say here? Um, and he was very quiet in like the group discussions. Like I was like, this is a whole other side of Nick that we never saw. I think something I noticed this season that I haven't noticed in the past was all of the in-person reactions and conversations were so cringy and, and like hit way too close to home because I've been there. I've had conversations where it's like you have like a mostly online relationship with someone like texting conversations. And then when you try to talk in person, it's a little bit weird or, you know, whatever. I mean, like we've, we've gone to, you know, podcast or meetups and you're meeting everyone in person for the same, t for the first time. And it takes a little while to like, Oh yeah. Talk to them normally. Like you, you know, think you'd be able to, but mm especially and I don't know if some of this has to do with like just where the cameras are how they film it but when, anytime someone had to go meet someone in person to block or like after they've been blocked and they could meet someone I couldn't help but notice that there was almost no eye contact between people they would like look forward or look at the tv screen instead of looking at each other and I was like oh this is this feels familiar I feel like I've been there this is hard to watch and I don't know if there's some kind of way they can restructure the meeting up for fake dinner part at the end, but like something about the, or just edit it. So we don't have to see this. We don't need to watch 
like Sophia give the exact same speech four times every time someone comes in the room. It's like, I don't know if they need to do it once somehow and be the like, leave the catfish people for the last so that they can do it together or just edit it so that we can skip past that part and hear other things. I was um, fine with that. Like, I, I want to see mm-hmm. like, uh, like each person's experience, you know, get it like you see because like. Like for me, like uh, even though it was definitely awkward, I'm I'm her sister. Um, like uh, like I did want to see each person's reaction to that. I like the reaction, but it's not the um. I don't know. I felt like we spent a lot more time, less time on the actual individual reaction, and more time on the explanation of who she was, like four times. Well, I think her more than others too was really like because I think she. You know, we've seen this with the catfish folk where they don't realize how guilty they're going to feel until mm-hmm. they're at this dinner. And like you've spent however many, however much time talking to these people, convincing them you are this person and they're expecting to see that person. You're not. You feel bad. I feel like Sophie, especially Mary, is a little bit like us. Like I'm the same as you. If I meet someone for the first time, even if I've been talking to them every day. I have the weird like barrier of awkwardness that I can't get past initially. So it's that. And then it's uh, I feel so bad because the first person I saw was Nick and he clearly had a romantic interest in me, but I'm not me. I'm this other person. And now I've shut him down and he's trying to keep it together. So she went on an apology tour. It felt like from the beginning. And then when, when there's the non catfish people, the minute after you see a catfish, the minute you see the next non catfish, you're so happy and you're so energetic that it feels like a slap in the face to the person that was a catfish. So now you're feeling more guilty. Like I do not envy the place Isabella is. And honestly, just this dinner is enough reason. I've always said I would go in and be myself, but with Liana's profile. I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I could sit there with people being like, that guy, yeah, that's Liana. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. You're Jeff. I like you, Jeff. Screw this Liana guy. Like, I don't, I can't do that. I can't sit at that dinner. I'm out. So I got to be me now. I kind of like that it's all punishment for being a catfish. Cause like I personally would just mm-hmm. go in as myself and like then I could just be truly me and play the game as with, you know, my integrity or whatever. Um, because these catfishes, they go in and they're duping these people like, you know, they, they are lying to them essentially this entire game. And so I like seeing how awkward and uncomfortable that they feel that they've been duping these people for the whole season. It's kind of like, I don't, I don't mind watching a lot of it because that's the payoff, I think, for watching them be a catch this whole time is to see what is their reaction and how are they going to deal with telling these people that they've been lying to them for a few weeks. Yeah, it's interesting. There's this instant social hierarchy uh, with this final meeting where uh, the real people are the, uh, you know, the, the real people are the the popular ones in this, in this spot. And like, they are the ones that are, Oh my God, it's so good to actually see you. And who are you? Oh, it's, Oh, it's you. Oh, you're that person. Wow. It's, and it's like, there's like, it's, it's a lack of connection and it's, uh, it's really interesting uh, until, until Matthew gets there. And Matthew, I feel like is the most uh easily the most personable uh and like oh, confident yeah. person of this meeting if not any meetings like uh, Matthew comes in here is like hey it's me that's right i was ashley and like the only little bit of like insecurity that he has is like just making sure like just so you guys know i am gay as sin so it's okay it's okay i wasn't pretending about that stuff don't be mad at me for that but otherwise 
let's have a party. Uh, and he like led the discussion. Um, and again, it's like, it, it, it almost felt like a winner at it. Uh, it's, it's like so focused on, uh, on him and how well he, he sort of handled that situation. They were all like so convinced that Ashley was real. Um, he explained what, something that we have talked about when talking about the circle before, uh, which is that, um, you know, the, the, when people come on to catfish, they are very one layered. Uh, it's very shallow. It's like they've got their one thing and that's their only thing and they don't know how to go too deep beyond that. And so, uh, he made a point of not only being himself with another picture, um, but also like intentionally revealing layers of himself as time went on. Um, in uh, what I imagine to be a more theatrical way than just, uh, just naturally being yourself, which may or may not convince people that you have layers, but to actively convince people, here are the layers that I am peeling back. Um, so, uh, I thought that was all really interesting, really interesting. And I wish that we had seen more of that throughout the season of like, like, um, just like more examples of him talking through his strategy for convincing people that he was real. I feel like that's something that they've kind of shied away from in recent circle seasons in the past, you know, when there's a catfish, it's all about like, how do I convince them that I'm real? How do I like, what can I say here? And, and, and now it's more like, hopefully, hopefully they don't catch me. Uh, and you know, hope, hopefully it's, it's all fine. And, and with, with, uh, with Matthew, I felt like it was just, maybe he just never talked about it, but, um, it just felt like, yep, he's Ashley. And otherwise it made no impact. Um, so, uh, that was, that was kind of strange, uh, as well. But I, I really did, uh, I, I, I would love to, uh, to hear more from Matthew about like his strategy and, and what like things he was doing specifically to convince people that Ashley was real. I think a huge part of it's also, I mean, we've seen people who get to the end who catfished, who had like a romantic relationship with someone in the show. It works out it's it's more awkward at the end here and since everyone was like oh ashley's like our our close friend or whatever and then it turns out like oh it's just it's just matthew now who's our close friend that's fine you know i mean matthew said like pretty much everything about um his personality was just sort of being there with ashley's picture which came across more realistic than some other people who've done it in the past um probably because he was playing a friend who he already has like a close relationship with whereas Sophia playing Isabella there were some pretty massive uh, changes to the way that she was talking to other people that she probably wouldn't have done if she was playing herself and um I'm trying to remember what people's reaction Tara maybe you remember to um to Lee as River was last season because that's another scenario where there wasn't really like a romantic connection um although I think there's something inherently about like maybe because it's like the very classic original like catfish idea of like finding out that someone you thought was younger is a lot older than they were comes across as like a whoa kind of thing for whatever reason. I feel like they were, they were, they were fine with Lee for the most part. Um, like it's pretty typical. I I don't think there was a, like a major, uh, like, uh, like, Oh no, like, uh, obviously Delisa herself, but, um, you know, the season, season two of the circle, I felt like the, the meeting was kind of like, eh. um, whereas like, uh, season one was a little better, especially, uh, you know, there was some, 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 some hurt feelings about, uh, the, uh, the catfishing, but I feel like the UK has always been better with their, with their final meetings. This one was interesting. I feel like for the most part, it was fairly tame, 
But, uh, but we did get some good moments. I mean, we got Nick being uncomfortable. We got Ashley coming in and, uh, you know, stuff like that. They all seemed like very friendly with each other, which was nice. Um, I think that for me, one of the things I've enjoyed about this season, um, one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite seasons, I think, of the circle that I have seen is that, uh, especially it's, I think it's my favorite circle US season that I've seen. Easily. Um, Easily. And I, yeah, I don't think it's close. And I think the prime, one of the primary reasons for that is the lack of flirting. Um, obviously we had, uh, Isabella and Nick, but that was, I mean, we barely got, you know, I don't know if they flirted more and we didn't see it or if it was just a very, very light thing. Um, and obviously we had Calvin and Kay, uh, but that seemed like a somewhat genuine connection that again, wasn't very long lived. We didn't spend too much time on it. I feel like in the, in the previous two circle us seasons, like the entire, the entire method of communication was flirting. Uh, every single person would flirt and they'd be like over the top with it and just go straight in. And like, it got weird and it's like, everybody's flirting all the time. Um, and, uh, in this one, we had like two circle relationships and they were both pretty light on it. It wasn't everybody flirting. It was, it was more strategic and there were some friendships as well. Um, but, uh, we didn't have to deal with this like, Oh, what do I, Oh man. Just wait until, just wait until we meet each other in person, winky face. Oh, you went there. Oh no. I'm in the tub right now. Oh, what? Are you invent- adventurous in bed? I'm going to go on a safari. Whoa. <sighs> like, uh, it's, I, it's, it's boring to me. I, I, I'm so happy that we didn't get that this season. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's not even the good flirting. And like, far be it for me to be like the judge of flirting, but they're clearly, they're not going to give us like the juicy bits. So it's like the tame bits, but the tame bits are not too clever bits. So I'm okay with not really getting that if we can help it too. And I think the difference here as well was clearly Nick was like meant to be the main, like I'm looking for love guy, but he still had so many more like angles to himself that he didn't become just the flirtatious guy right he was the band he had the bros he's trying to he has this like weird arch enemy like nemesis chapter with k like he had a lot of different facets to him that i barely thought about the flirting bits with him so i did appreciate that as well that maybe because of the people flirting like one of them being nick nick had so many more things going on that it was fine yeah yeah I was worried about Nick in the beginning, though. I was like, oh, God, is Nick going to be this guy? It's going to be so boring just hearing him flirt with all the women all the time. But then I was very surprised that he completely flipped that and he turned into be way more strategic than I was ever going to be giving him any props for. So I'm very thankful that he he still had his flirty elements, whatever. <laughs> we got to our payoff there was his face when Sophia walked in. Um, but he was also really strategic for the most of the game. So it, it was a good balance for me. I don't know if this was just me. I feel like everyone's going to now say it was just me and I missed it. I feel like this season was slightly less shoving it down my throat of the ridiculous hashtags. Maybe I've just gotten used to them, but I feel like in the past seasons, it was like you, every single chat had these hashtags. She's not a real friend or like whatever. And in this time, it seemed like slightly less. Maybe they just showed us slightly less or, or or I'm just so used to them that I just like can't even pick up on it anymore. No, I think, I think you're onto something. I think that uh, definitely 
Um, at least for the US version, like last season was really ridiculous with the hashtags. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, uh, what, uh, what the, like, uh, it was Delisa that came up with it, right? Like, uh, like, you know, like, oh, t- just us guy things or like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, worse. They got better. The hashtags were somewhat better. Although if I don't hear the phrase real recognize real for like another three years, I'll be okay. I got a lot of real recognize real this year. I think they were just better ones. There were still, a, there were still a decent amount. Um, but I think they were better than last. Last year really felt like they were just trying to fit square, like pegs into circle holes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hashtag I'm a fun guy. Yeah. That's um, what it was. I'm a fun guy. I was trying yeah, to look up and see if there was like a list. There were a couple weird ones that I noticed, but like overall, I feel like, yeah, definitely uh, a little bit, um, a little bit lighter on all that. There uh, was the uh, hashtag JFTF. I can't remember what that stood for, but it was like something that Lee made just up. Just for the fun or something? Just for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just boy. Fun. Uh, oh, it was, sorry, it was hashtag plus I'm a fun guy. <laughs> plus I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also got a hashtag data daddy last season. Um, which uh, I guess is is maybe better than hashtag uh, daddy Nick or hashtag Nick energy. Um, hashtag me and you, the letter U till the end. So, yeah, we had some bad ones. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, okay. Talking about flirting, I feel like we have to talk about, uh, about Nick and Jackson. Oh, oh my God. They really said... Hey, Nick, there's someone else that you could be with. And they just that became like the focal point of the reunion. Pretty much. It really did. I mean, did she say that she's in love with him? Like, did I? Did I yeah, yeah, a little bit. yeah. A little bit. She was like, I saw his photo and I was like, I love this guy. I was like, she was thirsty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both Rachel and Calvin, Calvin were like was also pretty thirsty. Way more like I I don't know if it was like a fifteen minutes of fame thing of like oh I gotta just like ask them on a date while I've got them here or whatever I gotta make it part of the show because both Nick and uh, Kay seem to be a little bit more like hey can we talk about like the game that I played to make me a, f- a finalist no my only questions are gonna be about will I date this uh blocked person okay okay well, that's kind of how it felt. Who's like, I don't even know who this person is. 
Like yeah. I knew them as Jackson. And so I don't like, then now they're coming at me with like, I love you, Nick. Like, who are you? Huh. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was weird. And then of course, uh, you know, Michelle is, is all about like, uh, so are you going to go on a date? Like, ah. Can I find that if I won first, please? Like, I would like to know the results first before I answer that question. Like, just let, I, I feel like it's so difficult to answer these questions in front of everybody, but then also with this, like, feeling in your gut of you don't know what the rankings are and you're minutes away from finding out, it's a lot on the brain. Uh, but of course, the show, and like, that's the thing too with, like, you know, with Big Brother, with, with other reality TV shows. I'm like, okay, they were in a house together, they cuddled up. They, you know, they've had face-to-face conversation. They've stared into each other's eyes. You know, they've felt those butterflies. You're in two different rooms with screens up. Like, and in this instance, you were catfishing as a bro. Like, there's no world where you can legitimately think that they are going to say that they're feeling for each other in that moment. Like, I just don't see it. I think that Nick definitely was like, wow, Jackson's hot. But, like, that was really it. We didn't see much else from them. I mean, could you imagine like uh, like a time in your life, somebody has come up to you and uh, maybe you don't know them very well. And they're like, hey, I would love to go out on a date with you. And then you're like, OK, whoa, this is awkward. I don't really know what to say to this. And then Michelle shows up with a microphone. So what do you think about this? Uh, and she calls in a camera crew. Oh, so hey, everyone, get over here. Hey, uh, uh, what are you thinking? What do you think you want to accept this date or are you going to reject them? Uh, what do you what is uh, what's going on here? Like. So awkward. <laughs> and poor Nick actually like he got catfished by this girl. So Rachel catfished as a guy to like it could seem or feel like it was to get close to Nick. And so she has all these like hard eyes for Nick. And he's like, I don't know who this person is, but she has a crush on me. But I've ne- I don't I never met her. She was catfishing as a bro. And so he must feel kind of uncomfortable and duped in a real catfish sort of way they, they're ne- then, definitely not gonna be on the same page and then also rachel is like well i don't want to step on any toes if there's like a thing going on here with isabella and then <laughs> sophia's like oh no 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 i'm gay i don't even want him please please take him you have my full blessing and it's like nick who just got catfished by isabella is now handing him off to Rachel after getting permission. So awkward. She was like, no, 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 not me. I'm good. Like, honestly, t- like she, you could tell if they become a couple, she feels completely like her hands are clean from what she's done. She was so guilty still. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I want to commend Nick on not completely exploding right then and there on the stage with how awkward things could have been. Obviously, he's not going to say no, though. You know, you're not going to stand there at the room like to Jackson's face. No, nah, not really. I don't know. you. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. So he handled it good. Um, and I think look, if we're being honest with ourselves, Nick, of all people, doesn't mind this attention. I feel like Nick's OK with this attention. And I, I don't know. I haven't followed any of them since the show. I have to imagine they went on a date. Maybe. I'd be surprised if they didn't go on a date at least once. Yeah. Or the double date that was proposed, which was very weird. Well, so well, well, do do we think that Calvin and Kay went on a date? Yeah, I so when they first met in her apartment, 
I felt like they were not really vibing. It felt mm-hmm. a little bit off. It might have just been they had just met each other. At the reunion, I definitely felt something there. So I think they did. I'm going to say yes. They went on a date. I don't. I, she, there was. It, it, it felt like she was, uh, and, and rightfully so, whether or not she's interested. It felt like she was a little bit more. I mean, he was very like, yeah. And she was like, we'll see. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went on a date, but I also wouldn't be that surprised if they didn't end up going on a date. Yeah, that one to me felt a lot more like her trying to be like, oh, don't put me on the spot on TV because I may not give the answer that you want. Or at the very least, I need to like go talk to this person and meet them a little bit before I say that publicly. It felt it felt really that one felt a little more awkward to me. <sighs> yeah, I looked it up. I can okay. I can give you the answer. Ooh. They've not met, they've not even met up since and she said no, no we're not dating. Well, we there you go. Date, so. Wait, what about the Nick and Rachel? Did you look that one up? <laughs> um, I didn't. Someone in the chat mentioned that apparently Nick's been very friendly on Rachel's Instagram. So that one seems more likely potentially. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Uh so we're we're getting we're getting the the dirt here. Um <laughs> figuring it out bit <laughs> okay um, so apparently they met up in real life nick and rachel did okay um, according so, to this article yeah, yeah. So they went on a date <laughs> they, they had, they had <laughs> um can we also talk about um and you know this is this is not meant to uh to to really you know uh be be cruel in any way but uh i really loved this moment of them bringing in all of the block players and Jackie comes in. Oh, yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Who is yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, I think on that one I wrote down, Jackie comes in and nobody but Daniel even knows who Jackie is. And I think it was Rixana who was like, oh, I didn't know they were still adding people. <laughs> oh, that's got to feel rough. I think that would be... Like you go through all the trouble to get on the circle. And if you're that last player added to the game, I would just feel so hurt. I think my stomach would drop if I ever got added to the circle and was like, oh, I'm not, I haven't even been here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Cause you know exactly what your role is going to be on the show. Well, I see. I was going to say that like, uh, like it must be devastating because you're like, this is going to be the end all be all of my reality TV career is I was on the circle for two episodes and now I'm never going to be on any, I'm not going to be on the circle again. I'm not going to be on any show ever again. Cause now I've been on the circle except Ed went on the challenge. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I know this is going exception. to Ed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think Jackie, I don't, for, well, you know, Jackie could go on the challenge. <laughs> I don't know. We don't oh. know. Adrienne in the chat says, Rixana said on Daniel's live that she thought Jackie was the bartender. Oh. <laughs> Roxana's like, thank God someone's here. I've been waiting for a martini for a second. Get, get back here. Get back here right now. Oh, oh my no. God. I love Rixana. <laughs> She's so great. Yeah, I, I was really sad when both Rixana and Daniel left the game because I really, really liked both of them. Um, and they were very entertaining, but I feel like, yeah, I would rather be in the Roxana or Daniel spot of not making it as far, but at least having been there for longer. I mean, I'm sure everybody yeah. would probably rather that, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I don't know. Watching this show, I, I for the first like two seasons, I was like, oh, the circle, I could do that, whatever. And I'm watching this. I'm like, I don't know that I could just be that animated to to no one. Like, at least on all the other shows, you have someone to talk to. But I don't know if I could be that animated just constantly. I feel like they must just be sitting there being like, OK, what's a wacky thing that I can do that they can turn into a segment? Oh, maybe if I balance this apple on my head. I don't know. I feel like you they get that- prompted, though. Like, I guess there's like a producer being like, can you do something a little, can I'm you sure. say that again with a little bit more, you know, zealousness? Um, yeah, I don't think that they're thinking of all these wacky things to do on their own. I think they're getting prompts. There was, there was one throwaway shot of Sophia, aka Isabella, um, sitting on the floor having a tea party with, uh, I think maybe like a teddy bear. Um, I'm not sure, but there was just like a tea party going on. And there was zero comment on it, zero explanation. It was like a, a two second shot of her. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole season. I, if I was to do it, I think at this point, I would tim it and have my cat be with me or a cat with me. I feel like that's the move. Oh, yeah. Some kind of companion in the form of a cat would be phenomenal. I feel like that's the move for sure. Well, I feel like that, like, I'd be considerably less entertaining with my cat in there because I'd just be spending all my time with Kellis and not otherwise be entertaining. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have to entertain myself because he'd be entertaining me. Right. You're like, what are you looking at me for, camera? Pan to him. Pan to him. Yeah. Like, did you see how cute he is right now? Come on. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's it. That's it for, uh, season three of the circle. I, I do think that, um, I think I've seen that they did do a, uh, a fan favorite vote. Um, and, uh, I didn't even know they were doing this, but, um, I, I believe that the fan favorite vote went to K and that K that's won right. $10,000. Awesome. Boom. So there yeah, you go. I didn't know. I didn't see them announce it anywhere. I don't know if I was just not paying attention potentially. Are we getting a David Spade reunion thing for this one too? <laughs> I was not that I watched that. last season. I was yeah. wondering that. Uh especially because uh, like on Netflix, the circle like box is not after like, party going away. Um, yeah. Well, like, like usually, like you finish a show and they don't keep showing you the show because you oh, can't you're right, it gets anymore. removed from your continues. Yeah, 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 but it's still there. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if they are going to add more things. But when I click on it, there's nothing else. So, I, um, I also heard. I don't know if it's um, a, a real thing or not, or if it's just allegedly, but that the Circle UK has been canceled and that Netflix has purchased the rights for it, and so now it's going to be potentially being filmed in the U.S. So what I understood, and and I've not like looked deep into it since I heard it, like when it first happened, was that the circle, like the the Netflix circle, will now move in the direction similar to what they're doing with like a too hot to handle, where they're gonna make it more open, where the UK like public can also apply for it, and it'll be more of an international circle. It's no longer gonna be mostly because I think outside of Chloe, it's been all Americans. And I think they're going to move away from that. And it's going to be more like too out to handle where like someone could be someone's Irish. There's like a French person. There's a British person. So it's going to be more open for applications and stuff. 
So I think, and I assume they're going to keep this whole apartment building was built for the circle. They're not going to just abandon it. Right. It'd be a great Airbnb experience though. I'd go. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing in the chat. Somebody said that, uh, that Chris from season one is hosting a reunion. Um, and I, I'm seeing a YouTube video of circle season three reunion, extra circle episode three, 13 minutes long with Chris, uh, here. I forgot. I forgot that he, cause he, Chris did a cast assessment at the start of the season that I didn't watch because I wanted to go in blind. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's, he's talking, he's talking to James. He's talking to, uh, Matthew and here's Kay and Daniel and Jackie. It was two Uh, hours ago. He's just talking to a, a TV screen um, with them on it. Oh, so. and it sounds like is James in in the chat right now? If so, congratulations, James, on on the great win. Very oh great. no way! Look Yay. at my guy! Yeah, congratulations! Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> congrats on the win. Uh, it's. Uh, do you have any questions for James? Can we ask him a question? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, pressure. Um, hmm. I feel like we learned a lot from Mike. Mike. Mike did such a good job with his interviews that I'm like, uh, yeah. I, feel, I feel pretty solid on his ratings. Um, I want to uh, know if they ate anything in that room. <laughs> yeah, did you eat? Did you eat at the reunion dinner? dinner? Can you tell us when y'all met? Did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> did they give you any food? Um, I have a question for the three of you, though, is now that we've had three seasons of U.S. Circle, is there anything not game related that you would want to change like either something you'd want to see or not see for example like do we need the dance parties and do we need as much of the dance parties <laughs> oh well we did talk about that um and sasha certainly thinks we need them <laughs> yeah she does uh, <laughs> i know that sasha said she would like them if she was there dancing but i don't know if as a tv show do we need like they could still do it i'm just not sure we need to see it yeah, I don't mind I don't, it. <laughs> it's character building. Yeah, let them have fun with it. I feel like I'm cool with that. I like the games they have in the middle. That's good, honestly. And and this might be just me being picky. I feel like they don't need to add the last person, and they can just you know let these remaining people whittle out, whittle down each other. Maybe go down to final four instead of final five. That doesn't need to happen. Uh, James said not a damn thing. They didn't feed James anything in that room. There was no, <laughs> oh, no. food. I knew those plates were for show. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. Boy. I think it's interesting about the um like that last person because I do feel like either we talked a lot about like if you're gonna if you want a certain number of people in the game, front load it. Add them earlier in the game. Or um at the end, instead of adding that last player, do a round of if even if it's not blocking, like I think it'd be interesting if there was like a really um game related you know task or game that they had to do that revealed a lot and wasn't just like a yearbook rating kind of thing but something more like these kind of intense questions or whatever that style game um i prefer that to like just just having that person that you know even if they make it to the end they're probably not going to win mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's, and the thing about the circle too is that like it's such a loose format to begin with that like there are so many different experimentational sort of like things that they could do and, uh, you know, avenues that they can explore. So, um, I think that's, 
So it's a it's it's a thing that they could try for sure. I kind of love um, more dress up stuff though. Like I'm a person that loves Halloween, loves dressing up, loves wearing costumes. So I do like the excitement of like, what are they going to get in the box at the door? And what kind of outfits have these producers created for them that they have to wear? So I'm into more costumes. If You might not be though, Mary. <laughs> I like the costumes. I think it's more so like have one dance party. Like I feel like we had like three, but at least we didn't have any dates this season oh i forgot about that how you forget about rebecca going on all the dates oh my gosh that was the most dreamy thing that i've ever had <laughs> the stars aligned <laughs> james in the chat says i love how the end ratings work I said it. I said it. I'm glad you won. You were my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. (laughs) I I was really, really satisfied with like the the proof that somebody who does come in later can do well. I I liked seeing Mm -hmm. that. I know that that's happened in in other um, in non US seasons, but Mm -hmm. I was glad to see the proof of that, which I think is part of the like just this season in general felt more strategic than some of the other ones did. Um. I did like when James calls his girlfriend to be like, I won. She was like, I don't, you're lying to me. He's like, no, 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 look in the back. Like, they're, they, they'll say hi. And everyone's like losing their mind. Like, See, I won. Believe me now. It was great. That was a great moment. Um, I, I did forget that they do that at the end of the seasons where they'll have the, the winner get a, get one call out. That was fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that personally. Like, uh, like honestly, like any any amount of those moments. Um, you know, we don't we don't usually get. We certainly don't get that sort of thing on Big Brother. Um, but uh, but even like you know, Survivor, you'll see them like run and hug their family, but you don't get like the the conversation usually. Um, and e- even if it is awkward, because sometimes it is, especially like uh, when it's like you know on an iPad, like. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but it is cool, um, to get to see like that moment, especially because he was like, talking about her throughout the, the show. I think it's funny though, when, uh, he held up the iPad and was like, yeah, like, look at all the people behind me. And she's like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> like, I haven't watched the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah. the cast. I love that. Um, all right. Well, uh, anything else that we wanted to talk about here from the circle season three? No, I mean, honestly, it felt like Netflix did it in very quick succession. Season two comes out immediately in like five months. Season three came out. Initially, I was like, I think you're doing too much Netflix. Maybe space these out. I'm so happy they did one back to back because I ended up enjoying season three so much. Like you mentioned, Taryn, it's my favorite of the U.S. seasons. So if it gave me a reminder that I do love this show a lot. And when it's good, it's very good. So I had a good time with it. It was very fun. Mm. Uh, <laughs> James in the chat. I can't do BB. I talk too much crap. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fun though, James. On the live feeds, it'd be yeah. fun. I'd yeah. love Look, to see that. <laughs> make the first circle to Big Brother transition. Yeah, it can happen. But do it before Ed does it. I feel like Ed's gonna find <laughs> a way to get there. Ed's working um, on the clean sweep. Yeah, remember when Ed's it was. Yeah, go ahead. Robin. Remember when it was Big Brother Amazing Race Survivor? Now it's like uh, Big Brother Challenge Circle. Yeah, isn't uh, isn't Chloe also working on like her third reality show? Well, 
Chloe was in the like um in like the teaser trailer for the next season of Love is Blind. Yeah, I saw I've that. I've been told it's a joke. Like oh, it's not man. she's not actually gonna be on. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense. The first gauntlet. Yeah, the first Netflix gauntlet. Yeah, uh, it kind of I mean, defeats the purpose of everybody knows who she is <laughs> coming yeah. in. Dude, Ed's gonna in like two months, Ed's gonna be boxing Polly Calafiore. Like what a what is this world we're living in? It's a simulation. It makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, um, anything else, uh, Chantel, any final thoughts on the season? Um, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, enjoy it. Kind of like you, Puya. I was like, okay, they've already, they just had one. Like, I don't know if they have the formula down quite well yet. Like maybe just hold off and do a little more research, but they came back really strong. I thought the cast was awesome. I really enjoyed getting to know all these characters. I love seeing them interact. So I thought that they did a really good job. I enjoyed it. There was no part of me that was like, oh, do I have to watch this? Like, no, I, I really enjoyed watching it. It was a nice little oasis from, you know, the really intense big brother that was going on. Like, I felt like I, I enjoyed the circle. So whenever it comes back again, I'll be happy to give it a shot and not be like, no, I don't think it's going to be good because they did a good job. Season three was awesome. Definitely a top. All right. Uh, Mary, any final thoughts? Yeah, I love that it's a show that is short enough and coming out quickly enough to do experimentation. I'm excited to see more of that in the future. I like some of the things that they added this season. And uh, hopefully we see some of them in the future. Maybe some new stuff, too. Play around with it. They, you know, they don't need to lock themselves in. So I, I, I'm enjoying that element of it. Yeah. Uh, James says, thank you for all the love. Have a blessed weekend. Thank you, James, for uh, you showing up in the yeah. chat and uh, piping in a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for uh, for hanging out. And thank you guys for hanging out with us here throughout season three of The Circle. Uh, and we'll see what the future of The Circle is now. Uh, you know, again, something that uh, that I don't know if like everyone is aware of is that I believe this season and the previous season were shot basically back to back, which is why they were able to, to release them essentially back to back. Um, but they shot a lot of seasons back to back, including like the most recent UK ones um, and all of that. So um, that to me means that uh, like the next season of the circle that we get, you know, now that it has been canceled in the UK and there, there are a bunch of different like new directions that the, the show can go in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's very exciting to me because um, you know, the fact that with this same formula, we still were able to get, uh, such a fun season uh, here. I feel like, uh, you know, things are looking up here for the circle and I'm excited to see where we go to next. But uh, in the meantime, you can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, hanging out over there, talking all sorts of reality shows, TV shows, books, and whatever else, uh, as well as playing some games. We're going to be playing some Among Us over the weekend, I'm sure. Um, so find me there or on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn. I'm also going to be talking about Survivor this season. I watch Survivor live on Twitch if you want to watch with me. Uh, And then I talk uh, about the show afterwards on Thursdays uh, to talk through the episode. I talked with Kevin Martin about uh, episode two of Survivor, which was a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out over on the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube uh, or on the uh, Survivor feed, which you can find if you go to robhasawebsite.com slash subscribe. You can find all the different Rob Has a Podcast feeds. Um, if you want to subscribe to those, uh, Chantel, where can people find you? Well, if you want to find my socials on Instagram at Shan Fran Fran, and then I have a YouTube channel, Reality Realness with three S's. I go live all the time. I'm going to have such a break. I didn't even know, like, it's so much free time. I'm only going to be talking about the challenge Bachelor in Paradise 
Is that it? It might be it. But lots of stuff going on over at Reality Realness. So come subscribe and hang out with me. All right. Uh, Puya, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I will be live tonight at 11 p.m. hanging out at the pad. Um, and then 90 Day Fiance. I just had a podcast episode with Mari. I will have one next week with Sasha. It's been a great season. Definitely come check us out there. And Mass Singer, episode three. We recorded yesterday. Should drop sometime today, hopefully. Uh, we had a fun time discovering who the latest unmasked celebrity was. So definitely check that out as well. All right. And Mary. Follow me everywhere at so at social on social at frail Mary. Um, and uh, hold, hold me to it this week. I will, I will be on Twitch for among us. Oh, you just, you just wait, come back. It's been like eight weeks, <laughs> but we're going to do it again. Um, so I'll, I'll be there. Twitch uh, TV slash frail Mary. And um, other than that, just, you know, Check out everything we got going on on Kowski Cast, which is mostly Riverdale. It's very sad. Somehow I've not watched that much reality TV recently, but I'm still getting tweets about Riverdale. So we're almost done. We're almost done. Home stretch. All right. Well, thank you guys once more for joining us here on uh, the Circle coverage. And, um, you know, who knows when the next season will be? Maybe it'll be in a month or maybe it'll be in uh, two years. <laughs> I don't even know how long was the gap between uh, you know season one and season two um, but uh, we will be back for you at some point in the future I'm sure and uh, we will see you then Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.